0: Okay, Welcome to the Cloud9 podcast. Uh, this is Michael from CloudTask and today we have a very special guest, Daniel Disney. I think he's actually the first British guest we, we've had on the show. Um, so over to you, Daniel,
1: to, to introduce yourself. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for having me. It would be an honour to be the uh, the first British uh, guest. What, uh, <laughs> what an accolade. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, my name's Daniel Disney. I have sort of three core hats. I run a page called The Daily Sales, which shares content for salespeople every single day, and I'm a social selling LinkedIn uh, trainer and speaker.
0: Awesome.
1: Um, So yeah, I think
0: a good place to start would be, as you said, you've kind of had this amazing journey where, you know, you're a renowned, I would say, expert now in social selling, certainly someone I look up to on that side. But obviously, you know, you've actually only been doing your own thing for a couple of years. Um, so tell us a bit about that journey of you know you being a great salesperson
1: but working for another company to actually setting up your own business. How did that happen? Yeah, so I mean I'm I'm sales through and through. Sales was the first job I had at 16, and yeah, two years well coming up to just two years ago now. I left as head of sales for a, a B2B training company here in in the UK, and I've had a variety of sales jobs, but just a genuinely passionate salesperson, and about. Six years ago, LinkedIn started to become a real big part of, of B2B sales. And so as I started to utilize it and realize its potential, um, you know, through that, then started to build my own individual personal brand, got to have the opportunity to create the, the daily sales brand. And as they continued to grow, sort of two years ago, I was, you know, sort of presented with an opportunity to kind of take it all and, and you know, I guess fly with it, which, you know, I've always wanted to have my own business and it was a, a unique opportunity that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't turn down. And now I get to, you know, travel and spend time with sales teams, you know, around the world. And it's, yeah, it's a very, uh, I'm very humble and appreciative for this opportunity. I'm glad to be sort of doing what I am very, very passionate about.
0: That's awesome. And yeah, tell us a little bit more about the, uh, the daily sales. I'm sure a lot of the listeners will have seen it already on, on LinkedIn, but I can see some of the, uh, the images in the background there
1: yeah so um i mean how was it coming up to four years i think i i first started creating sales memes and i just there weren't many around i I saw memes everywhere but not many sales memes and so i thought well why not downloaded an app and started creating them and they got obviously a lot of traction it's entertaining funny content and what i soon realized was there was all this interest and sort of Idea came in my head of trying to create a sort of brand and platform where salespeople could sort of follow, go to on a daily basis, and every day there would be some humorous content, some motivating quotes, some blogs—you know, just a, a nice place for for salespeople to follow and set up the page. Um, and yeah, within the first year, it grew to about hundred thousand followers, and I was purely doing this as a hobby. At no point within that first year did I ever think it would be a business. Um, but as soon as the audience grew sort of that large and fast, um, I realized there was an opportunity and sort of spent the second year continuing to grow. But then also looking at whether companies selling to salespeople could benefit from promoting their, their content um, to the audience and found a nice balance where the, the sort of partners that advertise very rarely do it directly it's more done through the content they share so we share their ebooks their guides their webinars so they're giving even more value to the audience and and you know they then have the opportunity to sort of promote their products and and yeah it's grown we're at 525,000 followers now it grows by about 10,000 new followers every single month and it's 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 amazing it's I mean I find this stuff hilarious because I've worked in sales all my life and it's yeah I think if you'd asked me five years ago you know that I'd have a job creating memes, I would have laughed, <laughs> but here we are. No, I think it's awesome. And I think obviously LinkedIn can be quite a serious
0: platform. So I think your, uh, your memes definitely bring a comedic element that I think everyone likes
1: when they're browsing through. Uh, sales is a stressful job, um, as I'm sure you <laughs> will definitely appreciate. And it's, I mean, yeah, uh, all of these memes are created just to provide a little bit of light in those often dark times of, of sales. Because you need to have fun. You need to, need to laugh at those situations that you can push through, work harder and, and go and get those sales.
0: Awesome. And then uh, I saw you have recently um, wrote a book called uh, The Million Pound LinkedIn Message perhaps yeah one talk to us a little bit about that and for those who haven't uh you know heard about it or read
1: it did you actually sell a million pound deal using linkedin uh yeah yeah i did <laughs> i am really not the type of person that uh lies i i can't do it so this is a it's the true story um this is i think it was three four years ago um essentially i mean i, I won't no spoilers um but it's yeah a linkedin message opened the door to an opportunity that that ended up being worth over a million pounds and the book is written around um that message and it goes through the entire process from identifying the prospects the message through to meetings closing the deals etc so it's the whole story but what i also realize um from doing this for a few years now is that that message template works but it won't work for everyone there is there is no one size fits all so the book also contains 25 tried, tested and proven other LinkedIn message templates, um, that work for different types of decision makers, different types of industries. So th- th- the core purpose was, I mean, my inbox and a lot of the inboxes of people I speak to are filled every day with terrible spammy sales pitch messages and in-mails and kind of the core motivation and goal of this book was to try and help sales realize you're going to stand a much better chance getting responses if you send better authentic real messages and that's kind of the core theme of the book is none of this is about you know copy paste spamming these templates it's about using them for people you genuinely believe you can help that's where it all kind of comes together
0: yeah for sure and it's a shame actually because a lot of those spam messages you receive on linkedin a lot of them are related to some of the services we offer and like sales services so you'll see like you know appointment setting lead generation a lot of linkedin social selling and like you said, I get LinkedIn social selling consultancy messages and they're pitching me on the first message. And it's like, how can you be selling LinkedIn when you don't know how to use LinkedIn yourself? So.
1: It's it's baffling. It's, it's, I mean, I call it autopilot. I, I The best way I like to refer to it is when you ask someone to sell you a pen and, you know, people go into that autopilot mode of trying to list features and benefits. It's an amazing pen. And, you know, this sort of autopilot salespeople go into is isn't what works and actually you need to switch that autopilot off because people look at messaging and think well, i'm just going to spam you know my pitch and then you know throw as much at the wall and see what sticks and you know it, it's not really what works in sales anymore it may have done x amount of years ago but you know now it's all about sending real messages to real people who you genuinely think you can help um that's where it kind of really comes together For sure. So you talked a little bit there about in the book, you know, you've got these 25
0: templates, um, because every situation is different. But let's take a step back, say some of our listeners out there, you know, they use LinkedIn, but they haven't had much traction in it. What advice would you give them in terms of, you know, trying to reach out to prospects, attract prospects,
1: build rapport with them? If you were starting from scratch, what advice would you give them? Um, Best advice I can give, and uh, there's a, a bonus chapter in the book that covers this, is what I call social selling in 15 minutes a day. And it's three core activities, five minutes each, every single day. Now, a, I'm pretty confident everyone can find 15 minutes in a day to do this. But B, the impact it can make, certainly from a start point, is, is massive. Um, so again, I won't go into massive details, but very quickly, those three activities, it's five minutes growing your network every day. So every day, add prospects, connect with prospects, connect with other people in those prospect companies, uh, industry peers, colleagues, etc. Grow your network every single day. I've been doing that for six years and i mean sort of last year i hit my my limit but you know that's your network is your net worth so grow your network uh, number two is create content every day and a lot of the best content isn't the content that takes hours to create the best posts out there you see they don't take more than five minutes to create little stories or a photo or a short video doesn't take more than five minutes so Create something every day. Share your knowledge, your your thoughts, your experiences, your stories, etc. And then the third five minutes is engage. So go out there, find industry relevant content, and put some comments on. Comment on your prospects' posts. Comment on key industry posts so that every day your network's growing. You're sharing great content and you're engaging in content. Your name's propping up. And I, I see people, every day, come from nowhere and within. A few weeks maybe a couple of months build amazing personal brands just by that and you can see that's all they're doing and at a start point that for me is the best place to start awesome
0: so there, there's a couple of things there I, I wanted to, to touch base on so one is the the posting like you said you know create content every day if you can um, what are your top tips for actually posting like what type of content
1: should people be posting on LinkedIn so 80 percent at least should be valuable to the audience so not sort of promotional about your product or your service but about your stories about insights knowledge tips etc things that are going to be of interest and value to your prospects to your audience that's what the majority should be and then you'll earn the opportunity to do the sort of promotional stuff but just share stories share experiences i mean it could be silly little things like a book review share a review of a book you're reading and then maybe the next day talk about uh, something that happened at work that was interesting maybe the the next day share a motivational quote that you like and, and what it is you like about it it's it's all about trying to give value and connect with your buyers because you might read a book and, and write about it and maybe they're reading it as well or they read it and they enjoy it and suddenly you have something in common but it's trying to create stuff that's going to be relevant to the audience as opposed to you know relevant to you i guess directly
0: yeah the book review is an interesting one actually because if you if you mention the person that's read the book obviously it's a compliment to them and if like i've seen you as well like people are you know commenting on your book and obviously you have a huge profile on linkedin and then you're commenting on their post and that's obviously going to give them a lot of engagement because you've got a lot of followers so that you know that's another good tip as well
1: yeah, no, uh, and it's a really go easy go-to kind of thing, and again, that same sort of principle you can use when you go to events and you see people speak or when you do training or even if you're at networking um you know or even just with people that you work with you know trying to show one of the best ways i like to describe it is is kind of opening the windows or opening the doors to your world in your business's world um a lot of people use social media as a shop front so all they do is display their products and services and actually need to kind of scrap that and just open the doors and let people in show them you and you know the atmosphere the culture the people that's what people are interested in
0: awesome and then so another thing you mentioned so there's the posting and then there's actually the engaging as well what are your tips for actually starting a conversation with someone like getting them because i think the thing with linkedin as you said you don't want to be selling straight away you want to just be trying to start a conversation and
1: get a reply what are the best ways to do that so I mean two things first of all don't always go out to just start a conversation if you're always trying to talk to people again that's sort of where autopilot starts to kick in and you can feel like perhaps you're trying too hard to sell so for for a lot of the time just 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 give and so when, let's say, a prospect of yours shares a, a blog or an article or a post, you know, just comment about it. You don't need to try and start a conversation with them. Just compliment them on it. You know, love this post, John. Really great thoughts. Actually, you know, I've experienced some of the the, the same ones myself. Great post. Thumbs up. You know, something like that. When people, it feels great when someone writes a comment like that on your post. So you're making your prospect feel really positive, uh, and you know they can see that that's from you. Now, again it's all about balance don't comment on every single post they do because you become a stalker then but you know every so often engage in their posts and then what you should hopefully be able to do is find opportunities to start a conversation so let's say john did that great post you wrote that nice supporting comment maybe you then send him a direct message on on linkedin and just say john really loved that post today and ask them a question about it again don't pitch or sell then you can sort of take the conversation i'd always recommend conversations being you know uh, within messenger phone or, or email but certainly from an engagement point you're showing your support you know you're saying that appreciate what you're, you're creating I, I totally agree with what you're writing um and showing that you are kind of genuinely interested in that industry and space and these are all tick boxes that are very beneficial for salespeople to tick
0: awesome no brilliant tips uh dan um, and then just taking a step back with the post. So, say someone started posting, they're getting quite good engagement. So they're getting likes, they're getting comments from people that you know could be good prospects for them. How should they then actually approach? You know, messaging those prospects once they've seen that they're engaging with their content.
1: So first of all. Please uh, qualify first, you know, don't just spam everyone look for people that you genuinely can help if you believe you can help if you believe there's a potential interest there, then reference the, the engagement. Um, I've done this countless times, you know, where you send a message. Um, hey, Jan, <laughs> thanks for clicking like on my post. Ask them a question about it. Ask their thoughts on the subject. Uh, ask them something. Key that's referenced within that that article. The beauty of it is these are great conversation starters. They've already shown interest. Trust me, most people don't contact the the people that engage in their content. Most creators of content don't have the time to engage. So just the fact you've messaged them is going to be amazing to them. So usually they're very receptive to to talking. Um, you've got a great topic that there's already an interest in, and then work that conversation to a point that you're able to then uh, either you know present an opportunity to them or maybe they may be able to help introduce you to the relevant person because it might not be the decision maker that engages in your content it could be someone else within that organization it's just a different door in and once you've got them on side they could be essentially the key that gets you into the door that you want to get into
0: i think as you said as well that's the benefit of making that educational content that's related to your service because if someone likes it then that gives you the opportunity to ask a question about that content um, so yeah, that's, that's a brilliant tip. Um, one of the things you posted about actually the other day was, um, which, which I thought was great, is how you were talking about cold calling. And you know that some people may have been surprised because obviously you have a lot of followers that know you for the daily sales, that know you for um, obviously LinkedIn. Um, but as you said, you know, you've worked in sales for a long time, so actually it's not surprising that you know about calling and all these other channels. So how do you think that, not just calling, but you know emailing, perhaps other social channels, how should they be used within, you know, also LinkedIn cadences as well?
1: So, I mean, th- that's it. It's about building the right cadence for your business, for your, um, for your prospects, for your audience. But, I mean, I spent <laughs> most of my sales career cold calling or training and leading cold callers. and. <laughs> The best way i describe it and I, I use this in a lot of my presentations is those sort of finger square mazes where you get several doors going into the maze one leads to the middle all the rest lead to dead ends and every prospect essentially sits in their own maze and we each have different preferences some yeah. people prefer the phone and there's no right or wrong about it it's just the way the world is and so some people the only way you are ever going to reach them is by picking up that phone and calling them but there are now obviously people that prefer email. There are people that prefer social, people that prefer audio messages, video messages. You know, the only way as a sales team you're ever gonna maximize your exposure out there is to be using as many of those as possible. So as a salesperson or a sales team, the key is building that into your routine so every day, you are using all of those tools you and, and having that sort of cadence built so you know you've tried them on the phone x amount of times you've left the voicemail you've sent an email you've connected on linkedin you've sent them a linkedin message you know you've built or are building a credible personal brand i, I did a post uh, i think it was last month that kind of listed and it's, it's it's a long list and it's ever growing all of these touch points that you you know you can now have um but for a true hunter salesperson, you know you'll use as many of those as possible assuming you believe you can help this isn't about spamming and you know um, you know aggressively attacking everyone, this is focusing on people you can help. but you, there are more options than ever before to more tools than ever before to help you reach your prospects and like I said, real salespeople will use as many, if not all of those all that it takes to get through that door
0: yeah, of course. No, 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 Brilliant, uh, brilliant tips there. And then another thing that I, I often see on LinkedIn is just regarding the, the LinkedIn algorithm. Um, and, you know, people are trying to work out it's obviously changing all the time as well. And I think people pay a lot of attention to it. Do you think it is worth thinking about that algorithm a lot when you're posting? Or do you think it's more important just to focus on the quality of content that, that you're putting out?
1: Do you know what's funny? Because every conversation, there's always a, should we do this or this? It's like cold calling or, or social selling. And, and the reality and the answer to your question is is both. You you should always definitely be looking at the algorithm. And, and you know no one's ever going to know um, what the algorithm actually is. But the way you can tell it is by looking at the consistency in what is performing well on, on LinkedIn. So you can usually tell which posts or which formats are, are being boosted. And of course, you want to make sure you ride that wave because it can really help you know, amplify your results, but don't take it away from quality. If you, I see people and you know, I mean, was it Bridget and Oleg are sort of the king and queen of LinkedIn in terms of, you know, m- maximizing on the, the algorithm and reach, but what they probably generate in actual tangible results for them is probably quite small in reality. It's likes for the sake of likes and comments for the sake of comments, which it's hollow. So if you want that, you want that ego boost, then by all means, you know, totally attack that algorithm. But if you want, results if you want sales and opportunities you have to make sure that quality is there so it's focus on the quality what's relevant what's interesting what's valuable to your audience and then have a look at the formats and and the way that content is performing well at the moment mix it together there you've got the the you know the ultimate kind of combination the same as bringing sort of cold calling and social together it's never one or the other bring them together exactly i think the answer to to both your last
0: questions a, a big theme there is testing so like with linkedin write posts every day and you know some people may be discouraged because after a week they're not getting engagement but like keep at it because the more you do the more you're going to learn and then you know whatever's working well you can you can double down on that and it's the same with you know should i be calling should i be emailing every industry every job title is different so if you kind of test calling and emailing and linkedin and often it's all of them in a cadence then that's how you can you can win and get results
1: Testing a hundred percent and be patient uh, on both of those things, you know, social stuff and even the the sort of phone and email stuff, you know, results aren't going to come in instantly. And especially if you're new to social media, you've got to give it time. You can't expect to, you know, post for five days and then suddenly expect to be an influencer. You know, it takes time. So just look for those sort of small victories. Um, As long as you are, you know passionate about giving then don't worry too much about what you get back in the return of either likes and comments just keep at it try and adapt and make sure you're evolving but it does take time um patience goes yeah. a long way <laughs> yeah
0: exactly um so i can see on your t-shirt there you've got the uh, the social selling slogan um linkedin is kind of the the main channel that's dominating uh, social selling at the moment um are you using any other types of social media for your for your sales cadence?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, social selling as a, as a term references all social media um, networks in terms of B2B business to business. LinkedIn is, is King, you know, 80, 90%, you know, really does sit on LinkedIn. I would say Twitter is then the sort of second uh, sort of B2B social media network. But I mean, it's ever evolving. And I did a post last week um, because I want a 2 b sale through Instagram and you know, I'm, heavy on linkedin that's definitely my domain for the b2b industry like i said that's where the majority sits so that's where i'm heavily invested but i am have a presence and i'm relatively active on all of them and again going back to that sort of maze analogy for this specific customer instagram was their sort of network of choice and as a salesperson my job is to adapt and and be where wherever they want to to talk whether that's the phone whether it's linkedin or, or another social network so my advice is look at where your customers are look at what platforms they're using um, and look at how they're using it. I spoke to a decision maker recently who said that, you know, he gets loads of salespeople try and add him on Facebook and he hates it because for him, Facebook is purely personal. So whilst I'm saying you need to be you know active, each social network is used differently. Just make sure you kind of respect your prospects, um, but just go wherever they want to go. If they, add you on Facebook and they follow you on, on Instagram, be there to, to kind of match that and, and work with it. We are here to serve them ultimately. Yeah. I imagine the guy you're talking about on Facebook
0: as well, he was probably getting those messages that we were talking about on LinkedIn where people were pitching him straight away rather than asking him questions, trying to help him. And that's probably why if he'd had good salespeople who were trying to help him, he may not have that opinion.
1: No, exactly. I think, you know, when you go into those more personal social networks, that works well when you've got strong relationships. So I have a couple of my customers that I am connected to on, on, on Facebook and it's nice because they get to see sort of more of my family kind of stuff. And as a relationship with a, a customer goes, you know, it doesn't get much stronger than that. So you're right <laughs> when it's the inauthentic spammy type stuff, it doesn't matter what social network you use, you're going to hit a dead end. But when you sell properly, you know, uh, it all comes to life.
0: I'd be interested to hear more about the Instagram instance obviously you know it's confidential the relationship you have with your client but what was the process how did that actually come about where you started this conversation on Instagram?
1: Yeah so I mean I've known this person for a few years and they literally have um, all of my details they have my phone number email address we're connected on all of the social networks I think apart from Twitter so connected on LinkedIn We're friends on Facebook and you know connected on 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 Instagram and out of all of that their choice to sort of first of all inquire about a particular opportunity was a message through through Instagram and so the conversation progressed through there going through questions and details um, to the point where it was literally closed uh, on Instagram um, so yeah paperwork kind of then sent through and and you know job ready to go but that was just their choice they had every other choice um, and and that was their preference so you know for me the biggest takeaway from that was making sure you know you are where your prospects are and and like i said those lists are ever uh, ever growing so things like audio and video messages are now becoming a new form of communication that some people prefer and even new social networks i mean i'm starting to see a lot of tiktok i have no idea what tiktok's about short little videos i think um but i'm seeing it everywhere now and it may not be long before that becomes a new platform. So my job as a salesperson trying to be as proactive and look ahead is just to make sure I'm you know on top of all of these things where possible.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is it's knowing that next channel before it comes a big thing. As you said, you've been using LinkedIn for the last six years. And I think LinkedIn still probably could be utilized a lot more. Um, the interesting thing about what you said with Instagram is that it was like an inbound lead basically. So you're just effectively opening up another channel where you're getting inbound and it, it made me think of another thing related to your business because obviously you're doing all these amazing posts you've got the daily sales is most of your business coming from inbound like people reaching out to you or are you, or are you still you know doing some proactive like social selling yourself reaching out yeah
1: to your own business yeah it's 50 50 um has been 50 50 pretty much consistently uh, obviously the business grows but there are still a lot of my customer base that i have to go out and literally and honestly doing exactly what i teach the beauty of it and the reason i i really enjoy doing it is that when i teach i'm teaching everything that's relevant now because the stuff I do on social now is very different to what I was doing three years ago, four years ago, you know, so much has has changed in that time. So yeah, 50% of my business, I'm doing all of the stuff with the personal branding, the content, with the searches, the messaging, um, the sort of multi-cadence approach. You know, there are some customers I work really hard for that take months to win through all of those methods. And then, you know, 50% does come through inbound through a lot of those, same techniques through the personal brand and the content, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I guess that helps you stay on top of the game for your customers as well because you're doing
1: it for yourself. It means you're able to deliver those results for your customers as well. You see a lot of of sales trainers, unfortunately, is a a sort of a a negative to the industry that, you know, maybe haven't actually sold anything for 10 years. They're just teaching the same things that worked. And I I had this before years ago, when I worked in sales, they hired a sales trainer in, and the person literally hadn't sold anything for sort of over 10 years. And all of the stories were from that long ago. And while some of those, you know, foundational things were very relevant, there was still a lot that was different, um, you know, in the different sort of world and sales landscape that exists. So I do try to work hard to make sure that I'm as as relevant as possible and constantly adapting. Like I said, video messages and audio messages, real new thing on LinkedIn and and social at the moment. So I'm doing a lot of uh, testing to, to see what works, what doesn't work. And you know, as new things come in, TikTok included, perhaps, I don't know, you know, my job is to make sure I'm as far at the front as possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, With LinkedIn
0: as well, because LinkedIn has been one of those platforms that's quite hard to track in terms of metrics, like it doesn't integrate with that many platforms. Is there any kind of technologies you're using at LinkedIn at the moment to monitor all of this great engagement you're getting or inbound leads that you're getting?
1: No, unfortunately, LinkedIn is its kind of own beast in the sense that they keep so much closed in and I am living in hope. I mean, you know, since um, being bought by Microsoft, I'm hoping behind the scenes, they're working on either some really cool features for Microsoft Dynamics CRM that might help bring more out of of LinkedIn or perhaps they will open the doors a bit more to the data to let other software providers come and utilize that. Um, At the moment, a lot of it has to be done manually. I mean, you've got things like the SSI score that, that kind of helps a little bit, but in reality, not too much out there at the moment. Again, I'm keeping my ears to the ground and, and sort of hoping that I believe, certainly over the next year or two, I think we will see a lot more, whether it's directly through them or, or externally. Um, it does have to be a little bit manual yeah. at the moment, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, well, what do you think about the social selling index, by the way? Because I've found it quite a strange one, but I'm <laughs> interested
1: to hear your thoughts. <laughs> It is, it is a strange one. And I, I laugh because there are a lot of people that boast about their amazing SSI scores. Yeah. And in, in my 100% honest opinion, I would say it's 50% accurate. So the SSI score shows you insights from the data that LinkedIn won't let you see. So it gives you a good insight into some of the stuff you're doing on social, which is great. But what it doesn't show you is actually the real tangible results. So it doesn't show you how many sales did you win that month from LinkedIn? How many conversations did you start? You know, how many pipeline opportunities did you generate? All that real juicy stuff. So my advice to, to salespeople and sales teams is, you know, use them both. You know, I have a few templates that I share that, you know, give you some of those key metrics to measure in your KPIs or one-to-ones but you know measure the real stuff add it in with the SSI score and maybe some of the manual tracking that you can do through you know messaging and growth and things like that then you'll paint as comprehensive a picture as, as as possible
0: awesome um yeah, no, I think it, we're we're still a long way from getting those metrics, as you said. But I'm I'm praying as well. Microsoft or whoever it is can create a, a great system that that's going to help all our social sellers out there. So
1: that's not difficult for them. I'm pretty sure they could snap their fingers and it would be there. Um, I'm the fact that it hasn't come out makes me think it's a conscious choice. And again, that's yeah. why I kind of live in hope that they're building something that's going to, you know sort of bring it all to life because it's nothing complex or complicated. You know, it's data they already have. They just yeah. need to create an engine that can, you know, translate that essentially. So fingers crossed, we shall see if, and when it comes out, I'll be uh, front of the queue to, uh, to start using it, testing it and then help uh, others use it as well.
0: Yeah. We're all hoping that for sure. And that as we're coming to the near the end here, I just wanted to give you, you know, you provided some great insights today, but give you a chance um, for like a, a cheeky pitch. What, what kind of clients, are you working with and you know, what kind of social site selling services are you going into detail with them just for anyone listening
1: out there who may be interested? I appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm here to help anyone, uh, any sales team, you know, business leverage LinkedIn more. So if your customers are on LinkedIn, which is true for a lot of people out there, um, you know, I am available to to train, to to speak or to consult, to help you and your team uh, just get more from it, you know. And as we kind of discussed, this isn't about spending hours every day on LinkedIn. It's about doing the right activities, using the, the right techniques to get the best uh, possible results. So if anyone... Uh, Um, either wants to learn more or or wants to chat to me about how or if they can get more from LinkedIn, um, you know, my website's danieldisney.net. Obviously I'm on LinkedIn. um, So if anyone has any questions, please do get in touch. Even if it's, you know, not around an opportunity, my passion is to to help. So if anyone has any questions, get in touch. I will always do my best to help.
0: Awesome. And then last question, where do you see the future of LinkedIn? Like what, what, what do you think people are going to be doing on LinkedIn in, in two years do you think we're going to be able to still get the same organic reach or they go more to like a Facebook type model where you need to pay to
1: for people to see your post, or what do you think? It's a really interesting question. I think for the next couple of years, especially, I don't think we'll see radical changes. We will see growth of the audience. I think organic has still got at least another year, two years that's really going to work. Um, and then it will be a question of whether they go heavily down the paid routes. But now's the time, if ever there was a time, you know, obviously over the last years even better but even now is you know one of the best times to build that organic network build that organic personal brand so if or when they potentially do push down the the heavy advertisement routes you've got that audience already so if you are thinking about it if you want to leverage linkedin start now start building your audience start building your personal brand so that if or when that happens it's not going to impact you as much as it would do than if you were trying to start at that point, which is the same for me. You know, if I was to try and start to achieve what I've done on LinkedIn on Facebook now, it would be so much more difficult because we're past that phase. Yeah. So if you want to use LinkedIn, start now.
0: <laughs> yeah, brilliant final words. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for, uh, for coming on the show, Dan. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed it. All right. Cheers.